Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mountains of Magic podcast, your place for Walt Disney World planning tips and tricks. And this is episode 109, Disneyland Trip Pre-Planning Report. everybody. Happy Tuesday. Hope you are doing well. I am here with my second um, clink clink pumpkin drink of the season. I got another one yesterday. We've had a bit of a uh, rough week in precursor to this with uh, the vid going around the house. And so I am recovering. Um, thankful to have some pumpkin drinks and feeling pretty well. But we're about a month out from our California trip and our Disneyland portion of that. So I thought I would just kind of catch you guys up on that pre- planning process. That's a tongue twister. Um, As well as share just a little bit about similarities and differences if you are planning for Walt Disney World, because I know that's what we talk a lot about here, Um, and just how that planning process is going, what's still up in the air, um, and all that good stuff. But before we jump into that, I do have a review to read. This review is actually off Audible, and I had to do some digging to find it. But thank you so very much, Michaela, for leaving your review over there. This one says, best Disney podcast, hands down. You're so sweet. This podcast is my happy place until I can get to the happiest place on earth. I started listening to multiple Disney podcasts, trying to get all the tips for our upcoming trip. This one quickly became my favorite. Danielle is both knowledgeable and real, and her tips come from years of real-life Disney experiences. And bonus, she's also a Disney travel agent and has been so sweet and kind in answering all my Disney questions and took care of booking our trip for us. Um, Michaela is a client of mine and actually just got back from her trip and shared um, some of those highlights with me. Love it. It's so special. Those of you that go, share the things on social media. Share with me. Um, When I can't be there myself, I just love getting to see all the fun that you're having. So, Michaela, thank you so very much for that review. Remember, leave a review wherever it is you listen. If it's on Apple, I can see it. But if you leave it somewhere else, just let me know. I'll find it and read it on the podcast. All right. Let's sit back, relax, grab your own pumpkin drink of choice or, you know, whatever you enjoy. And let's talk a little Disneyland planning. Alrighty, so here's where we're at currently. Um, We are spending a full week in Southern California. We're getting in on a Friday night um, and leaving the next Saturday morning. And the Disneyland portion of our trip is Wednesday through Saturday. I had to put it at the end to have that bright spot to look forward to. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure Southern California is going to be great, um, but I'm definitely looking forward to that Disneyland experience. So we are staying at the Disneyland Hotel, checking in on a Wednesday, um, checking out Saturday and planning to do park days Wednesday and Friday. So I got us two-day park hopper tickets with Genie Plus. Just with the proximity and closeness of the parks, I've heard park hopper is great because you're not losing any time with transportation. You know, you just walk over there. And then I've heard nothing but how great Genie Plus works out west. So I'm excited to use it and try it and be able to back that up, you know, for my own clients going out there. 
I did, by a little magic and some pixie dust, get tickets to Oogie Boogie Bash. It took two days of strife and turmoil. Um, If you didn't follow along with that saga saga in Disney news, um, Oogie Boogie Bash tickets released one day and the site could not handle it. Um, I waited on hold for like seven hours, which I will say is not common on like an online Disney queue thing, not on the phone. Um, But what was frustrating is people were able to like get through these backdoor scenarios and still get in and get tickets. Um, So I was trying all these different things, you know, kind of holding on to hope and never could get them. So finally, again, after, you know, all day of being in this virtual queue on multiple computers, they just shut it down and said they would announce when tickets were resuming sale at a later date. So that was really frustrating. Um, However, they did come out, you know, about a week later, release a new date. And on that day, I think after about an hour of waiting, I was able to get in and get my Oogie Boogie Bash tickets. Now, to compare this, that got real Southern, (laughs) to compare Oogie Boogie Bash to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, while they both are kind of high demand and really, you know, coveted parties that people want to get to. The fact is, Oogie Boogie Bash is just going to sell out and go a lot faster. In fact, I think like a day of or within a day or two, all the dates were sold out. And that's just because Disneyland doesn't do Halloween as long as Walt Disney World does. If you don't know, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, I think the first one was definitely mid-August, maybe like August 12th. And it will run all the way, I think, this year through November 1st. So you're getting like two and a half months of Halloween. Whereas in Disneyland, it is only like beginning or mid-September is the first party. They truly do it like what a real Halloween season probably should be. Um, So you just have a lot more limited dates, limited capacity, that type of thing. So I think that's why those tickets are more coveted and really a lot more important to jump on and get them. Right now, as I'm recording this, like end of August, you can still get Mickey's Not So Scary tickets. Maybe not for some of the really important dates, maybe not Halloween night, things like that, but you can still grab those. So we have those reserved. So yeah, we're planning to do a park day um, with Hopper, then the party the next day, and then another park day with Hopper, and then we'll check out. So similar to Walt Disney World, you know, you book that when you book that. I did a package, got my hotel accommodations. Um, I will just throw out there at Disneyland, there are only three Disney-owned hotels. So already huge difference from Florida. You don't have that much to choose from. There are a ton of good neighbor hotels that are close by. Um, and right now they have some great promos going on with those. We're like, stay three, get a fourth night free. I mean, I have seen some crazy deals if you are going to stay at good neighbor hotels. However, with this being our first time and not really knowing when I'm going to get back out there, it was really important to me to stay at a Disney property just to get that experience. But know those deals are out there. Now, I talked about parts of this trip being up in the air. Um, We are checking into Disneyland Hotel on Wednesday, but that's also a park day for us. And at Disneyland, you do get early entry, although I heard recently starting next year in January, they're going to change how they do early entry at Disneyland. You'll actually only get to go into one park early each day, not both of them. 
So I'm sure that'll really like drive the park that people are starting at. But we're still going to get that early entry. However, the night before on Tuesday night, we're going to be, I don't even remember what city we're staying in. (laughs) Um, somewhere between Anaheim and San Diego. We're staying there. So we're going to have to get up early and drive. And, you know, I'm going to want to take advantage of that early entry, but it's going to be at like 730 in the morning. So it's getting pretty early. So I've been trying to modify my reservation to add a night so that we could stay at Disney on Tuesday night. But the price tag, I just haven't loved. So I am waiting right up until I need to make that final payment, just watching to see if I can snag any kind of deal. But if not, we'll just make it work. All right. So similar to Walt Disney World, dining becomes available at Disneyland 60 days out. But it is not 60 days out from the start of your trip. And then you get to book that whole vacation. No, my friends, it is 60 days out each individual day. Um, The time that that it goes live kind of changes. I found 6 a.m. Pacific time was when I was able to make reservations. That was a nice change for me being in central time to not have to necessarily wake up at the crack of dawn because that was 8 a.m. for me. So we have reservations. I wasn't crazy about doing a lot of dining reservations with it being our first time there's a lot of quick service I want to try. And, you know, we're all about just the experiences and the rides. And I didn't want to be tied to a meal for too long. But one that was on the top of my list was Blue Bayou, um, which gives you, depending on where you sit, basically a view of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. I've heard lots of great things about that one. So we have that on our first day for like a lunch, I'm pretty sure. Um, And then on... Thursday, which is our Oogie Boogie Bash party. We don't have park tickets for that morning, so we have a breakfast over at Storytellers Cafe at the Grand Californian. So I'm excited to be able to go over to that resort and look around, kind of see those amenities, and hopefully I'll be able to pop into Paradise Pier or Pixar Pier as it's being rethemed um, and check that out. And since we're staying at Disneyland Hotel, that will give me all three. Um, I'll be able to have a little preview of those and then we'll just kind of hang around enjoy the pool for that Thursday day another thing that is so drastically different um When my clients go to Walt Disney World, I send them like a three-page document of different restaurants, and it's not even all-encompassing. It comes with like links of go here to see even more restaurants that you can have table service and get reservations for. Um, For Disneyland, it's like a very short little one-page list. There's just not a lot to choose from, um, which is honestly kind of nice, especially for my first time going. Um, and being overwhelmed with a lot of choices, it was really nice to kind of limit it down and be like, this is what's here. I'd listen to some podcasts about places that might be, you know, worth a try. And so I'm excited with what we have, excited to try a lot of quick service, you know, and if anything pops up, we can always try to do walk up wait list, last minute kind of things. And so that's kind of where I'm at with the planning process. You know, reservations are made, dining made, got the party tickets. Um, So everything is pretty much good to go there. It's nice that the Genie Plus is already paid for and locked in. So that's not something, you know, like in Disney World Land, Disney World Land, in Disney World, you have to worry about it 7 a.m. and drop that extra money. Um, So excited for that. 
individual lightning lanes out there. They have those in Disneyland like they do in Disney World, um, considering maybe, you know, day of purchasing those. Um, we will probably not use them for Rise of the Resistance unless the kids just want to go on it out there. But I am considering it for Radiator Springs Racers. I've heard lots of great things about that one and know the lines can get pretty long. Um, something else I just need to do for myself is kind of brush up on what's on Genie Plus and what's not. Um, because I feel like there's a lot more not on Genie Plus out in Disneyland than I kind of thought there was. Just so I have an idea of strategy you know, if we do get there early first thing in the morning, might want to go to some of those things that aren't on Genie Plus um, and save our Genie Plus selections for a little bit later in the morning. But right now, where am I at in the planning process? This is going to sound awful, even though I'm a travel planner. I'm not a great planner for my own trips. Um, the first part of our California adventure, uh, they actually do something in October called Kids Free San Diego that I'm really excited for, where like you buy some adult tickets to things and get some free kids um, tickets. So that's honestly kind of made my planning process step back a little bit because I'm like, maybe we'll just get down there, grab a brochure. Sure. Um, go with the flow. We know we want to do some things like the San Diego Zoo and maybe Legoland, but that part of the trip I'm not really planning out to a T. But I'm having to start thinking about, you know, our trip, things we might want to pack, things I might need to start ordering now since we're about that, you know, month out mark. I promise if I'm a travel planner for you, I have a, a system and I'll do a great job and get you everything you need. It's just for me myself. It gets a little crazy. Uh, but kids have actually never been to a Disney Halloween party. So this will be exciting for them. But now I'm thinking like, all right, they need costumes. I'm not that person that has my kids Halloween costumes at the beginning of October. Um, but if they want to wear costumes at Oogie Boogie Bash, we got to get costumes. So have to start thinking about that. I've heard just like with Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, the candy they give you is like out the wazoo. So like bring an extra backpack um, for all the candy that you can get on those tree trails. So honestly, if I can swing it, I'm trying to just bring a whole extra suitcase. So that way, any souvenirs we get, there's plenty of ample space for them. We fly Southwest and they give you like everybody gets free to two free checked bags. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to start collecting suitcases. We can bring all that candy home with us. Come see me. If you live in the Nashville area after, I'll uh, I'll give you some, some good stuff as long as it doesn't melt on the plane. Maybe I need to pack some ice packs as well. Um, but yeah, so got to get us Halloween costumes. Got to make sure we have plenty of baggage. I thought about getting like Disneyland shirts. We have plenty of Disney shirts. But I think I decided I'd rather just buy something authentically Disneyland while we're down there. So I think that's the plan for right now. So yeah, just really kind of tying things up. Don't worry, I will not start packing until a couple days before. I'll have to go back to my own episode and listen to my like packing list to make sure I don't forget things. But yeah, I'm excited. Still have, you know, a few little kinks and things to work out, but it's coming up on us about a month from today. We'll be getting ready to fly out there. So I'm excited. 
If you happen to be a Disneyland aficionado, if you've been and you've got any tips for me or things that you know I don't want to miss, whether it's in Disneyland or Southern California, kind of San Diego, where we're going to be hanging out, um, be sure to send me a message. You can find me over on Instagram at Mountains of Magic or on Facebook at Fantastical Vacations by Danielle with one L. Or you can email me at Danielle Robbins at FantasticalVacations.com. And if you missed any of that, all of it is in the show show notes description below. But if you've got your own magical trip coming up, you want to go to Disney, to Universal, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, wherever it may be, I can absolutely help you with planning and booking that at no cost to you. So reach out to me on one of the places um, and I would love to get in touch. You can also check out the description here and there is a quote form. I'll send you a free quote. We'll start talking about your trip and see what you might want and some of the different options available to you. But thanks for listening to me, friends, as we drank a little pumpkin and talked a little pre-planning. Hope you have a magical day. Bye-bye. 